0: And now, here is Larry Haynes as Mickey Spillane's Bat Hammer Guy. You don't mind walking down a dark, lonely street with a guy, but when he stays behind you in the shadows all the way, that's where you draw the line. Why he's picked you to tell, you can't guess. So when the footsteps behind are close enough, you slam on your brakes and wheel around. For a second, you think you see him, but it's only the wind playing kickball with yesterday's headlines. You start ambling again. As you head for the corner, you keep close to the warehouse wall. The steps stay behind you like an evil echo. And then when you turn the corner, you're sliding close to the building and wait to make your play. All right, little Sir Echo. I'll break it off if you try to keep wrestling. All right, all right. All right, up against the wall. What do you want from me? You put the question right out of my mouth.
1: Uh,
0: I don't like being tailed, and I like it even less when I don't know why. I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Oh, I may be bouncing your head off the wall a couple of times. It'll help you understand. Oh, wait, please. Oh, I detect a note of understanding in your voice now. All right. All right, I was following you. Why? I needed protection. Why? It's the truth. You were the only person around, so I thought if I stayed close to you, nothing would happen. Nothing like what? Look, I can't stay here. He'll get me if we do. Who? The one who got the assignment. Okay, Mr. Bones, I give up. What assignment? This isn't a minstrel show. And I'm not crazy. I'm talking about the man who was assigned to kill me. You look into the little guy's pasty face and you can see he's not kidding. He's as scared as a seven-year-old lost in a graveyard at night. In your kind of business, you develop a sixth sense. And it's telling you right now that you and the little guy are a target that are a blindfold pacifist couldn't miss. You take him to a diner down the street. After you order a couple of cups of java, he tells you his name is Pete Morrison. And the counterman slides the coffee in front of him. He huddles over it like it's the last cup of soup in a snowbound igloo. I'm chilled to the bone, Mr. Hammer. All right, drink your coffee, Morrison. I wish I was home in bed. If you stayed there in the first place, maybe there wouldn't be anybody gunning for you. Go ahead, have some more coffee. No, I can't. I, I had enough. Thanks. Why's this guy hunting for you, Martin? I'd rather not talk about it now. Okay, I'll talk to you about it when we get home. Where do you live? Look, I don't want to bother you anymore. Thanks for... What's the matter? That man. Hmm? Over there, looking in the window. He's the one? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. He's coming in. All right. Reach over for that pepper shaker. Yeah, Quick. what I tell you, hurry up. Now, take this paper napkin, unscrew the cap of the shaker, pour the pepper into the napkin. Go ahead. Now, keep the napkin in your hand. Look, he came in I told you he would. He tries anything. Toss the pepper in his face and then get out of here fast. I'll take care of the rest. Where will I go? Mike, right, please. East Seventy Fifth Street, Apartment 3B. Here are the keys. You got the address? Yeah. 867 East 75th Street. I don't know how to think. I'll think of a way. I hey, wait a minute. What? The guy who just came in, I've seen him around. You have? You bet I have. He's a plain clothesman on this feet. Now come on, Morrison. What's the idea? I'm afraid the idea is. This. What? <laughs> Morrison slings the pepper in your face. Your eyeballs feel like they've been skinned, salted, and put on a frying pan to burn counterman and the cop help you get your sight back, but when you have it, what you don't see makes you want to turn in your head for new parts. Morrison is gone, and you're the prize sucker in a game that nobody but him seems to know how to play. After you shake off the cops' questions, you head for home to bathe your smarting eyes. You get the passkey from the super. When you walk in, you find the place lit up like a Hollywood drugstore grand opening. I've been waiting for you, Mr. Hammer. And all the lights in your brain flash on when you see Morrison sitting in your easy chair. Honest, I'm sorry about what happened. Oh, you've no idea how sorry you're going to be. Look, I had to do what I did. Oh, sure, sure. And I'm going to have to do what I'm going to do to you. Oh, please, let let me explain. All right, you got all of three seconds. You really did help save my life. You can forget that stuff. Since when a cop's hiring themselves out as gunshots... Believe me, I had to get away from there. Oh, sure, I believe you. I didn't have to come here and tell you this. Why do you think I did? Well, you tell me, Morrison. Because I feel you're the one person I can trust. Uh Uh-uh, that's not good enough. You're too full of tricks. I'm sorry if that pepper hurt your eyes. Yeah, they hurt me more from seeing you here. I just had to get away in a hurry. And the only way was to make a stir in that diner. You had to get away from whom? The one who was assigned to kill me. Oh, we're back to that routine. I'm telling you the truth. You still haven't told me who had the assignment. I don't know who he is. I just know what he looks like. And he was in that diner. Now, now, don't tell me about that cop. I didn't mean the cop. He was already in the diner when we got there. He was sitting in the booth just behind us. Okay, so why did he get the assignment? I don't know. Who gave it to him? I don't know. Maybe you mean you're not telling. Well, I... I can't tell you. That's more like it. Maybe later I'll tell you the whole story. Maybe later it'll be too late. I'll just have to take that chance. All right, so you won't tell me. I can't help myself. Maybe you'll tell somebody else. Who are you calling? Somebody who can help you help yourself. Hello, uh, let me have Captain Chambers in the On the side. Tell him it's my police to this. All right, why not? Please hang up I can't hear a word you're saying You've got to put that phone down That's as a bet You've been very nice to me But I'm warning Relax You'll last much longer this way I'm sorry Mr. Hammer But you asked for this Oh Hello Mike Hello
1: Hello
0: Mike Yes Hey that's not Mike No sir Who are you? Mr. Hammer can't come to the phone What's this about? Where's Hammer? He can't speak to you Why not? He can't speak to you because he's either unconscious or dead. Mickey Spillane Mystery, That Hammer Guy. You're neither unconscious nor dead. You've been expecting the crusher from Morrison, so when it comes, you roll with it like a kid tumbling over in a playpen. You've decided to go along with Morrison's game to find out what the score adds up to. After he takes off, you spring the light and start tailing. He leads you downtown to the village and finally ducks into an old, broken-down apartment building. You get inside fast enough to see him take the stairs to it and clip the knock at the door at the top of the flight. That and the door closes behind him and start up for that apartment. You're putting your foot on the last step when... Where do you think you're going? The big load of lard with the gravel voice steps out from the shadows and roadblocks you with a pair of hairy meat hooks that look like they've just been taken out of the smoke room. You know what? What? I don't like you. You're in my way. People I don't like get me mad. Well, be my guest. Be my analyst. He'll cure them. And when I get mad, I get physical. So? So? What? When I get physical? No. Stuff, I throw things downstairs. Things like... If I go down, I'm having a guess. You know what? I don't like you, Weaver, and I'm getting physical, too. You're right down to the landing where the gorilla lies twisted like a soggy pretzel that's been floating in beer too long. You pull a mean-looking rod out of a shoulder holster. The trigger is scratched where it's been shaved for that action. You break open a gun and empty it of the snub-nosed slugs. Then you shove it back in the holster and go back to that apartment. The nameplate on the door says Pete and Lenore Russo. Well, now at least you know Morrison's real name. You keep your finger jammed into the doorbell, but you get no results from that. You try the door, no results from that, easy. It's different with the back door that leads into the kitchen. The apartment is as empty as the ceiling in the pit of your stomach. You plop into a living room chair and light a smoke. And just as you're settling back for a few black thoughts, the front door opens.
1: Who are you? What are you doing here?
0: She's a slight whisper, a woman plain as a farmer's Sunday suit and there's a sad prayer in the eyes.
1: What do you want? Why are you here in my apartment? Where's Pete? Who?
0: You know who? Your husband. I haven't seen him. I followed him here.
1: I don't know where he is.
0: But you do know who he's running from.
1: Why don't you leave him alone? He
0: wouldn't let me alone. He was in a spot and I was around at the time. He asked me for help.
1: You're Mike Hammer? That's right. Pete told me about you. We owe you thanks. Uh, never mind the
0: thanks. I'll take an explanation instead.
1: I can't explain. I don't know myself.
0: Well, try anyway.
1: I can't understand any of it, Mr. Hammer. Pete never harmed anyone before. All I liked have been decent, quiet people. And now this like a nightmare pete couldn't have done what they said he did maybe you want to believe that he met him he's kind and gentle he never touched guns he was held up twice driving his cab and never lifted a finger he had to make the money good to the company too hmm.
0: well he could have gotten mixed up with the wrong people it happens guy can go through his whole life playing it straight then one day a fast idea hits him
1: not my husband i only
0: know what i see And the people who I saw was running from the kind of thing you don't get if you keep your nose clean.
1: I told you I don't know anything about that.
0: Look, there was a guy outside when I came up the stairs. You could tell the kind of business he was in by the gun he carried. What do you mean? A polite word for him is assassin. Petey? Yeah, Petey. And if I don't find him before that gunsel does, you'd better think of buying a few black dresses. (laughs) Lenore Russo doesn't have anything else for you besides tears, so you leave her pouring them into a wet handkerchief and go back down to your car. Just as you're about to open the door, you see that someone's sitting behind the wheel. The last report on you was you were either dead or unconscious. Pat Chambers watches you get in beside him like you're the prize exhibit in the snake farm. What's a gag? Gag? What are you doing here? I was just about to ask you the same question. For me? Well, I'm sitting here talking to a guy named Pat Chambers. How about you? You're as funny as a last meal on execution night. I want straight answers from you, and right now. Oh, now, Pat, that isn't very friendly talk. I don't feel friendly. If I know you at all, you're mixed up in a deal. that can get you in a lot of trouble. Official trouble. Are you talking about Pete Russo? I'm talking about Pete Russo. I want to find him. So do I. The line forms right behind me. And I intend to find him before he does any more harm. Oh, now, Pat, what kind of harm can a mild guy like that do? You sound like you don't read the paper. Now, look, Pat, all I know is that somebody's after him. He used me for protection and then got away before I had a chance to find out what it's all about. So that's all you know, that somebody's after him. Right. And you don't know who it is. Got any ideas? <laughs> you're breaking me up. Big joke. Listen, Mike, if you're serious about I this... I wouldn't kid you, Pat. What's the story about this guy? You sure you're not trying to pull a bluff? Now, or... come on, what's it all about? Remember Johnny Farrell? Uh, how could anybody forget that two-bit gangster? He's a three-time loser. One more strike and he's out for life. Yeah, you picked him up on a manslaughter rap a couple of weeks ago. I thought that was it. It was until a murder gun was brought in, and guess who showed up with it? Not Pete Russo. None else, and with an airtight story about how he shot the guy with it during a fight. Mm-hmm. And that got Johnny Farrow off the hook. Should have made him a bosom buddy. What'd they give him? Three to five years, and you thought Russo was running from some killer. I don't get it. Well, if you're serious about this, I have news for you. Yesterday, Pete Russo escaped from custody. And the people he's running away from are the police. You tell Pat everything you know and he finally lets you go after he wants you to lay off. You've got nothing on your mind but a merry-go-round full of spinning questions. So you go up to your place to sit around and try to think them through. You're batting a big fat zero when the phone call comes.
1: I'm calling for Pete, Mr. Hammer that he wants to see you. You want to hang the
0: phone back up in Lenore Russo's face, but the sight of her ring the tears from the handkerchief keeps you from doing it.
1: We decided we can trust you, Mr. Hammer. You're the only friend we have. What
0: does he want to see me about?
1: I don't know. It's something he won't even tell me. Where do I meet him? He'll meet you. At your apartment in exactly two hours.
0: You want to call Pat Chambers and tell him about it, but the big holes in the story need filling out. So you decide to see Russo alone first. But two hours can be an awful long wait so you go down to a nearby bar to break up the monotony. Just when you get comfortably settled, you smell her perfume cutting into the liquor you're raising to your lips.
1: Mmm. You drink it shakes. I bet you don't go for thrilled.
0: She's an invitation to a dream in blue from her clinging sheath of a dress to her
1: sleepy, smiling eyes. You can put it back on. What? Your Your hat. Then the stool next to you'll be empty so I can sit down. Well, nothing would make that bar stool happier. Thanks. I, um, hope you don't mind my talking to you like this. Why not? You're my idea of company. Oh, well, that's very good. Can I buy you a drink? I have one, thanks. Have another? On me. Oh, would you hand me my bag? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh I'll take a rain check
0: on your offer if you don't
1: mind. I like men with strong attitudes. But this is an occasion, so why not celebrate?
0: Oh, your birthday.
1: (laughs) We women like to forget our birthdays. Let's say the occasion's just for it. The first time we've met. My name's Rita. What's yours?
0: My camera. What about that drink? Uh -uh, Sorry, I gotta meet somebody in a few minutes. Oh, I'm jealous. It's a man.
1: You know, um, you're very hard to resist. Well, then you buy me a drink. Sorry. I thought you said I was hard to resist. Not... That hard. You know what's in my purse? An invitation for you. Okay, let's have it. Not here. That is unless like I have to. Meaning? It's a gun. And when I squeeze the trigger with my finger, there is hardly any resistance at all.
0: Just a moment we'll return to that hammer guy <laughs> you this day, Mr. Kitty. So you take her invitation, and she leads you out of the barn into the car. She directs you to the other side of town and into a room that's furnished in the best of taste. The best, uh, that is, except for the occupant. Thanks, Rita. You don't have to be told your host's name. You've seen Johnny Farrow's face before smeared across plenty of newspapers.
1: He found me very hard to resist. Sit down, Hammer.
0: You're going to be here for quite a while. What do you want with me, Farrow? You know what? I don't like you. Huh? Neither did one of your boys. He's got good taste. I'd like to give you a taste of my sister in your face like I gave him.
1: A tough boy, Johnny. I could tell the way he took his drink. Shut up. Don't be a bore. I said shut up. I like you Mike. We ought to have that drink someday. If he lives that long.
0: Oh, now, look, if you brought me here to witness a family squabble, I've got other important things to do.
1: You want that drink?
0: Yes. What I have for him, he won't be able to drink. What do you want from me? I want to know what your angle is, Hammer. Uh, who's got angles? I'm not interested in any angles. How about curves? Uh, just one second, Rita. Just one little second. Take it easy, Pharaoh. Save your fight with your girlfriend for later when I'm not around, huh? Eh? All right, Hammer. I'm more interested in working on you right now anyway. Save your energy. Tell me what I'm supposed to know, and I'll be glad to talk it over with you. You talk. i listen. Well? Look, I told you, I don't know why you got me up here. Sing a little harder. It'll come to you. You can't squeeze blood out of a stone. Oh, you're not a stone. And I know a few squeeze plays that could make a jackass sing. Sort <laughs> of a donkey serenade? How about it, Hammer? One way or the other. Your phone is ringing. This kind of information I can live without. Keep him covered, Rita.
1: Of course I will.
0: Yeah. You're What? When? Good. I'll be in touch. Well, how do you like
1: that? And the suspense is killing me. Who was it? Rita, why
0: did you bring this guy up here? Mm. Hammer, there must have been some mistake. I can think of a couple that kept you out of a cage. Rita's a foolish girl. I send her out for a pack of smokes, and she comes back with a guy like you. I should be jealous. I don't get it. Full of whims, this doll. Rita, I got no reason to discuss anything with Mr. Hammer. But
1: you told me that... To Full of whims,
0: up to her eyeballs. Uh,
1: she drinks, you know.
0: Now listen, Johnny... You mean I'm free to go? As free as the birds, Mr. Hammer just as free as the little birds. You're curious about the phone call that made Farrow's attitude change so completely, but you're not taking time to find out what it is. The two hours are up, and you want to get to your place to meet Pete Russo. When you get there, you see that Pete got to his appointment early enough, just in time, in fact, to wind up dead on your floor. You call Pat Chambers and tell him where he can end his search. I want you to stick around, but you've got important business the kind of business you can only settle with Johnny Farrell. First, you've got a few places to go to. And what you find out makes all the crazy pieces of the jigsaw puzzle come together like, like the broken rock at the bottom of a mountain slide. And when they do, it's even crazier than when they were a apart. You try Farrell's apartment, but nobody's there. Your luck is just as bad the place else. And the bad luck holds until you see her again, sitting at the end of the bar where she first met you.
1: Lucky I came back here, Mike. I'm beginning to like you. I was looking for you. Now that you found me. How about that celebration? Do you want to buy me that drink? A big celebration. Just you and me. Uh,
0: What's there to celebrate this time? Hmm. You
1: got any ideas?
0: The kind I had, you can't print. Well, then whisper them, too. You can't whisper about murder, Rita. It screams all over. For me, honey, you're
1: strictly murder. I'm talking about the real thing. It can be the real thing with us. Even if it's for a, a little while, Mike. Uh, you don't seem to know what I'm talking about. You can't fool little Rita. You can't resist me. Now, what gives you that idea? Oh, it takes courage to go up against Johnny Farrell for a woman. Real courage. Lots of guys tried it. How'd they make up? Lots of guys. And I could have my ticket. Why'd you
0: settle for a bum like Farrell? He gives me everything I want. And you don't care how he gets it.
1: Could you give me everything I want, Mike?
0: Everything that's coming to you. And give me a drink.
1: So we can celebrate. Not
0: here. You're going to take me to Johnny Farrell. Why him? Mm, He bores me. Come on, let's go, Rita. You know
1: where he lives. I took you up
0: there, remember? He's not there, but I've got a pretty good idea where he is, and that's where we're going. Where, Mike? Your place, Rita. Uh
1: Ah, No sale. Remember what
0: you said about me not being able to resist you? Well... Well, it's time the tables are turned. That uh, bulge in my coat pocket is a gun, and uh, the trigger squeezes just as easily as yours. up to her apartment, she keeps looking at you with her sleepy eyes like you're the first date she ever had. But your business with Farrell comes first. So when she lets you in the door, you're disappointed to see that the place is dark. She uh, switches on a light and smiles at you again. You
1: see? Johnny isn't
0: here. She sits on the edge of the couch with plenty of room for you.
1: We're all alone. And you know what, Mike? I like it. Well, Farrell will be back. I can wait.
0: You don't have to wait long. long yeah. and put your gun down before you turn around. Okay, Hammer. Where's around here looking for me? Oh, I'm just the advance guard. There's an army of lookers behind me. I can't imagine why. Get to the port. What do you want to see me about? So he gave you everything you want, Rita. Huh? No
1: fight, boys. The neighbors are unfriendly.
0: Oh, if they knew you kept snakes like this rattler up here, they'd be unfriendlier. A bullet in your windpipe could cut that kind of talk off real fast. Sure, then you couldn't find out what I found out about you, Pharaoh. I can postpone the shot.
1: Go ahead. Oh, right. Mike. Be a good boy and hand me my purse. My nose is shining. Hey, you pick a lousy time
0: to make up. Come on, Hammer. I'm running out of patience. And you're running out of luck, too, Farrell. Meaning? Meaning Pete Russo. He never killed that guy. He confessed. Should I tell you why? That's what I'm waiting to hear. The cops had you for that shooting. The cops had me wrong. Yeah, but you couldn't afford another trip upstate. It would have been your fourth offense. It would have been life for you. So Pete Russo took the rap for you, right? Okay, you're right. It was an easy way for him to pick up 15 grand. It was a good deal for Russo. Yeah, but you had another deal, didn't you, Farrow? You got him out of custody. You couldn't trust him. He might have changed his mind in a year or two and off. So you helped him escape so you could kill him. Kill him? Yeah, that's right, Rita. But you don't care how Farrow makes his money. You don't care about anything as long as you keep sitting pretty. I
1: didn't know Russo was dead. That's what you meant by Murder. Murder.
0: But it wasn't hard for your boyfriend. Nothing's too hard when you've got to protect yourself. Yeah, but the protection gets more and more expensive as you go along. How much do you have? Oh, I wasn't thinking of a price. I was. The price is cheap. Just one lead slug. Johnny. You can wait outside, Rita. No. Okay, then stay and watch. I'm staying, but I'm not watching. (laughs) All right, I'll take that gun, Farrell. (laughs) It's a pleasure taking advantage of a wounded guy like you. Uh, Now get back there.
1: uh, I couldn't let him do it, Mike. Rita, so help me. You're my kind of guy. Oh, thanks, baby, but I'm
0: still a little particular. No dice. You're for nothing, Rita. You're vicious for nothing. You think that's funny, Farrell? Listen to this. I checked with a doctor who took care of Russo. Nobody but he knew why a guy with a sweet wife would be willing to go to jail. You were worried about him changing his mind and talking in a year or so, huh? Well, he didn't have a year to last. What? The doctor didn't even give him six months. That's right, Farrell. Go ahead and laugh about that.